Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. For those of you joining us for the first time, Bad Storytellers is a podcast about a small group of amateur writers who submit and critique each other's work as well as discuss the written media we consume. It's like a book club but with a wider focus. Our group submissions are shared on our website, badstorytellers.com, and you can download them there if you'd like to read along with us. Additionally, we also accept your submissions for critique. If you would like some feedback with the same candor that we give each other, send in your submission to badstorytellers at gmail.com. Entries must be 10 pages or less. Additionally, at the end of each show, we roll the dice, pick three genres, and come up with a movie idea. Once we decide upon a name, we record the trailer for your listening pleasure. Enjoy. We roll the dice and workshop a trailer from a list of genres about a movie that will never exist. <laughs> it's like the figure- Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Doug, Doug is reading. Uh, Doug, sorry. Doug is writing uh, one of our movies that we workshopped. <laughs> Will never exist. Thanks, you've cursed me. <laughs> it it exists in my heart. D- defy yeah. us, Doug. Defy <laughs> us and make it true. And you'll yeah. welcome me with open arms. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> when right. have I not welcomed you with open arms already? That's true. You have, you've always been really welcoming, even when you didn't know me. Well, fuck yeah! <laughs> I've got a couple retractions. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, one day I'm hoping for one. I'm hoping for nine. Yeah, when you get to go, like, and guess what, folks? We were completely correct. No, if we weren't, if we ain't lying, we ain't living. In my opinion, if we're so, not making mistakes, <laughs> we're dead. So we start with a fun one. The legal definition of sodomy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Starting strong. Is anal, this is in quotes, Mm -hmm. anal or oral intercourse between human beings or any sexual relations between a human being and an animal, the act of which may be punishable as a criminal offense. Okay. Huh. Didn't know that definition was so broad. Yeah. It's super broad. It's funny. It involves broads the least. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, oh, the author, Julian May, is a woman. Because we weren't sure, because Julian could be male or female. <clears throat> it wasn't important. It just I, I, I was like, I want to know more about this author. I'm really enjoying this yeah, book. Good to clarify. I'll talk about that later. Uh, the TV show that was forced to have dinosaurs on it that, and then flopped was Terra Nova. Terra oh, Nova. Yeah. Oh, we shame. couldn't think of the we couldn't mm. think of the name. And uh, Matlock's private eye was Hudson. Hudson. We couldn't remember his name. Matlock. And also, uh, what was it Queen Victoria was not. Six That's feet wide. Yeah, tall. that retraction happened live on that episode. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, were you we're thinking no. of the ship? No, she's close. <laughs> <laughs> she's very close, but not exactly. No, no she's not. If she laid down, she would she would she would meet that criteria. Yeah. <laughs> she's closer than any of us, but still not yeah. close. Just the way that like the moon is closer to the sun sometimes. She wasn't the blueberry lady from Willy Wonka. No. But can I still imagine her as that? Yes. No. You, you can imagine you whatever can, you want. I don't we're, care. We're going to police your imagination from here on out. Per you. Really? <laughs> Thanks, I, Obama. Actually, wait, can, I, can, I, can I call out of that? Because I don't want to know what's in there. Yeah, you do. No, we just don't it. allow it. All right. You so, don't speak it anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about uh, this past week? We had a very eventful week. We had uh, Valentine's Day, all this stuff. Liam, what'd you do? All right. I saw Deadpool. 
Me too. Um, it was good. I liked it. Does anyone want to have a further conversation about Deadpool? Not sure. I see it. Who, um, so, so you guys haven't seen Deadpool? I haven't. No, I haven't no. seen it. It was a perfect Valentine's Day movie. Very romantic. Yeah, not not saying that unironically. It is. It is at its core a hundred percent a romance movie. To be fair, I didn't even know he was a character until the like ads and stuff started coming out. It's a very funny movie. Very gross. Um, is it the love story between crass. him and a chicken chimichanga? No, it's it's between him and uh, a very special woman named Vanessa. Yeah, who's not a big deal in the comics. <laughs> in nope. this movie, she's a huge. Deal. She's the she's, deal. She's okay. the deal. Um, but it's also, also they only say chimichangas once in that entire movie, which what? I was really Time enjoying. To make I think Deadpool fucking chimichangas. Yeah, they only do it one where like they do the nod, but they are, like, was pretty conscious on their point to not hammer the fucking no, shit it's, out of it. It's absolutely a Deadpool movie. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they got it. They, Does he fucking chimichangas? Is that where that comes from? No, no but he uh, masturbates in a lot of weird ways. Yeah, you, there's a lot of masturbation jokes. You catch him masturbating, but uh, it's it's good. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed the the hell out of it. Although, while we're on this, I do want to have a one quick conversation about the concept of rated R movies again. Yeah. Where, like, now they're going to exist again, but that could be a good thing and a bad thing. Rated R movies never went away. They, there were I, I think way less say, made percentage, percent, the percentage no, of movies totally, that were rated R Mainstream rated R blockbuster. They declined Huge. They cut so much out to well. We need the thirteen-year-olds to come in yeah. and watch our movie. Well, like 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 with Pascal yeah. Die Hard films. Yeah, you know. I really. Yeah. Movies. Oh, yeah. Would, well, I guess I guess Die Hard. Yeah. Movies been. that were traditionally would have been rated R. No, no, were no. Not no. See, R. see, you still think there's only four Die Hard movies. <laughs> yeah, there, there are many, many. Yeah. yeah, there's a point where John McClane die becomes hard, magic. Yeah, Die Hard four and five is where he becomes a Marvel superhero, mm-hmm. and his all his movies are PG thirteen. I did. I did see four. Live free or die hard. Yeah, that one's okay. It's okay. Fifth one is is is, is that the one that Kevin good. Smith is in? Yes. Yes. Okay. When Kevin Smith is a hacker, yeah, that is one of my favorite <laughs> hacker movies of all time. <laughs> die Hard. 4. Really? Because mine is Hackers. It's so stupid. But Hackers was at mine's least the like Matrix. Someone when the guy who right. wrote Hackers, he like studied a little bit about Hackers. No, no, they no, did. He didn't. No, they no, didn't. No, at all. In the worse. original, the original thing was no. He studied a little bit about hackers. No, he Let's didn't. put a worm yes, virus did. in there. Yes. They <laughs> 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 knew what a they knew what a computer was. Barely. I guarantee you that people who made Die Hard did not know what a computer was. <laughs> they're they're hacking our mainframes. We got to turn off the megabytes. No, <laughs> you're still you're quoting hackers again. Yeah. Um. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a great rated R movie, but I I don't think a lot of movies want to be that movie after watching it because it was. They it's don't want. They don't want to be no, that no, movie. No, no, no. They want. They want to make that money. They want to make that money. Is it? Is it doing well? It's, it's killing. Killing. It. Yeah. Mm. It is the the highest grossing rated R movie like opening, almost already. Yeah. yeah. Like really more than more than Hangover. Yeah. That was the big deal about Hangover. Yeah. It made Star Wars money at that first opening. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it really was. I would say the perfect weekend to release it because it was the perfect Valentine's Day movie. There's even a line where like it opens up with this crazy, g- gross fight scene. I mean, just really disgusting. Super gratuitous. Over the top. And making fun of it the whole time it's happening, and uh, and then it like pauses and it says, "I know what you're thinking. My boyfriend said this would be a superhero movie, <laughs> like, but but this dude just turned this guy into a fucking kebab. It's That's uh, awesome. yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. The wife and I will have to go see it. It's good. It's good. Uh, the next thing I started rewatching Farscape, and I enjoy the hell out of it. And show. I really kind of like. I wish I didn't sit on it so much. And I also realized that there's a companion miniseries to it. I didn't know existed. Neither do I. What is it? Uh, it's called the Peacekeeper War, and it's after. Oh. I think it's 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 after. I never heard about Very it. Very cool. Neither did I. It was made a couple years ago, <clears throat> so <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. Uh, the next big thing was I read what's now in my top five comic books I've ever read. It's called Profit, and it's 
fucking metal. I got into it because I was like trolling comic book boards mm, to look yeah. for Deadpool information. And then someone was just like, story time, and then dropped the first issue. And it's Conan the Barbarian as a space opera. Except for mm. it, it kind of doesn't really even know where it's going, but that's awesome. awesome. Every issue, the universe gets bigger and bigger and crazier. <laughs> and, and scarier. A, and there's definitely a character that, from Rick and Morty, Crumbopulous yeah. Michael, there's a character that Crumbopulous Michael may be a direct reference to. But it's, it's all this, it's this big, huge, epic space opera based on a bunch of terrible image comics, um, Youngblood, mm-hmm. which was like kind of a stupid... Um, Justice League ripoff that was supposed to be really super gritty, oh, um, grim, dark, all yeah. Yeah. people without feet, supreme. Um, and then <laughs> Supreme's not in it, is he? Yeah, he no, shows he's, up. He's his body. Um, <laughs> so they have, but the whole thing is, it's so it's all these, it's this weird cavalcade of superheroes, and then someone just made a space opera in the distant, distant future based on them, and it's it's really, really, really That's good. And the, the art styles kind of like low quality high grit there's like a bunch of different artists eventually yeah it, it, it but it's the it's guy really did cool. Orkstain does an issue are you serious holy crap it's just about die hard and it's fucking so beautiful i love i love Orkstain. <laughs> Orkstain's really good um and then another thing i did is keith made me watch an anime called haido gensu no grimgar and it's about people who are trapped in an mmo but they don't know they are Wow, you mean like uh, Sword Art Online? No, because or they know they're in an MMO. Dot hack. They also know they're in an MMO, <laughs> and they don't have to like cook food. It's really good. Well, it's, I don't know. They make a lot of. There's just a lot of like great jokes on how the world works, and there's like, oh, you have to get this badge so you can sell shit for more money, and you have to collect tokens from these monsters. And like, but they're really hard to beat. <laughs> um, so if you play MMOs, I think there's there's enough funny references it, to the culture that it, it's good. You said they have to cook food as well. Yeah, so they it, live the life. They're not okay, like so, logging in and out. So they it's like exist. Um, are they making fun of Monster Hunter specifically? No, it's uh, it's more wow. Okay. Kind of. What about you, Doug? Well, judging by Max's reaction, I want to say a bunch of anime, <laughs> but no, <laughs> dude, uh, I'm gonna watch so much anime just to talk about it to piss Max off. Um, I it, really it didn't, doesn't though. I'm gonna watch all the anime. <laughs> I really didn't uh, see much. I caught up on more classic twilight zone i watched the new x files um i didn't get to see any movies i want to see some movies this weekend but i didn't get the time and uh but i did get to read the first three issues of the new back to the future comic and that was kind of cool that was um it's the first three issues there's no real like major storyline it's more of like a bunch of little short stories that answer fan questions that because bob gill like co-wrote some of them so he was like what are the questions that fans have always been asking me over like you know 30 years and these are little short stories answer them like you know, like uh, when Biff took off in the DeLorean in part two, like where did he where go? Did he go? How, like how did it? How did that turn out? And why did he disappear when he came back? And all this other stuff. And uh, how did Doc first meet Marty? And did Doc know at that moment? Like right. you know, like so it, it answers a lot of those little cool questions. And there's funny stories about it. But I'm looking forward to if they eventually kick it off into like a whole new story that's like a fourth movie or something like that. So that's very good. cool. What about you, Max? I haven't really seen anything. I've been listening to a lot of Rush. <laughs> fuck yeah uh, what what era of Rush I just uh, Pandora just Rush alright it's like Queen Rush Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and I've just been listening to a lot of that and I'm smoking really smoking a lot of weed just enjoying like 8 minute 9 minute songs just enjoying that kind of stuff you can listen to some classic yes while you're at it yeah, Cashmere fragile Cashmere is not my jam <laughs> Cashmere is the what? anti-jam that backbeat Oh, that it's slightly my off. Heart just like no, it's too much. It's too much. It's, it's for rocking out, man. If it's too much, you're too old. Thank you for the airheads reference. Yes. <laughs> Let me 
Who would win in a fight? Lemmy or God? Trick question. Lemmy? Trick question. Lemmy is God. Get out of here. Well, I guess now that now they find out. Yeah. I so really Rush. haven't had time to watch Rush is the thing that you brought to the table today. Yeah. I enjoy that, and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> yeah. I want to get into more. Can like, you bring more Rush to the table next time? I, I, want, your, I want your top five best Rush songs Ooh. next time. I'm going to give you some homework. If I never had to hear Rush again, I would be... Really? Be I, I enjoy the shit out of I fucking love Rush. Getty Lee. Also, I had a revelation that kind of rocks my world. I love the shit out of Queen. That I've always <laughs> known that. I could not name anyone else in the band other than Freddie Mercury. <laughs> That's fine. No, but it's not. Like, as much as I like Queen, I should at least know one other dude's name. Yeah. I mean, because I can name... That's like a personal I can name family. all of Led Zeppelin. Or I can name all of Led Zeppelin, yeah. all of Black Sabbath... I can I can only okay. on the spot think of Freddie Alex Lyson, Frame, yeah, Getty Lee, Lee, Neil Pert. Who, I had a kid. <laughs> okay. I had a kid in my class one day named Neil Pert, and I was just like, yeah, that, "That's not an accident, my man." <laughs> As for me, I uh, sorry, I, I just looked down at the sheet and saw sodomy. Like, <laughs> 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 All right. <coughs> As for me, I watched some movies. I saw Deadpool. I just rewatched Coming to America, and that movie is great i didn't realize that it had i'd forgotten that it has more versions of eddie murphy than the nutty professor yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but like good real good versions. him him and arsenio hall are just everybody in it yeah i really enjoy that movie so i was like oh moscow on the hudson that seems like another funny coming to america movie nope (laughs) have you seen that one no No, never. it's robin williams he's in like the um an orchestra in the Soviet Union. They come to America, New York City, to like show the power of the Soviet Union. And oh no, he escapes and goes to live in New York City. <clears throat> I'm sure I'm not ruining a 30 year old movie, right? No, yeah. No. And he gets to America, and it's great. And then the first 20 minutes, he's like, "This is awesome." Then he just gets shittily depressed and misses the Soviet Union. Oh, and it's really fucking weird and depressing. Well, I'll have to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, uh, you follow, follow Thank you for spoiling. Followed up with the Fisher it. King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also, I watched two Naruto movies. Yeah. So that I would know what's going on Anime. In, the, in the Naruto Storm 4 video game, which you is... You said you would know when you finished the mangas. Which is super boner party <laughs> awesome. Uh, the game is amazing. Also, <clears throat> I watched Naruto The Last, which is like how Naruto and Hinata got together. Mm-hmm. And that movie sucks. <laughs> it's <laughs> so bad. Did it explain more for the game for you? No. Because I feel like the Street Fighter movie was the same. <laughs> Didn't explain the game. Like I'm like, I can't play the game until I watch the movie. You're, you're, are you, are you, what? You're totally trolling. Why can you know? <laughs> no. Can't play the game until I watch the movie. No, 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 no. Uh, but uh, I also watched Boruto, the one that takes place after Naruto is the Hokage, leader of the village, ninja wizard. Um, and, super uh, ninja wizard. Super ninja wizard, leader of the village. Um, and that movie was awesome. It was definitely the best one. It was super great. Really emotional <laughs> in ways I was not prepared for. Uh, not because of, like, my ties to Naruto, but, like, Boruto is the kid. He's Naruto's son, and his dad is always busy because he's the Hokage, and you kind of get what that's like. But they do a really good job of showing you how angry he gets at his dad and, like, the weird moments that they share together. And it's, like, it almost made me cry. <laughs> like, hmm. the, it's wow. Yeah, no, it, it was actually it was really good. I highly recommend it. Um, also, I'm almost done with the many colored La- the many colored land by Julian May, uh, and that book is nothing like I was expecting. It's super great. I didn't realize the opening scene of the book is like the ship appears and it's like, oh, good, we found it, and they like land on Earth and then goes to the 
the people who are like, oh, we need to go back to the time portal, and I'm doing it for this reason, and I'm doing it for this reason. I, I lost my psychic powers, and I can't stand to be here anymore, so I'm going to go back to the Pliocene era. And uh, when they get there, that alien race that came through uh, and, and landed on Earth has taken over the Earth, and they just did it six million years ago, and they were like, oh, well, our germplasm uh, for reproduction is failing, but we know that this planet's compatible, and we, they have ships that are like living creatures, mm-hmm. and the reason they never traveled far enough to, to find a planet until now is it kills them to make the jump. And so their ship sacrificed itself to get them there, and they're going to use the, the local animals to like revitalize their germplasm and, and like use them as surrogates and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden people from six million years in the future who look very similar to these aliens, not perfect, but very similar, mm-hmm. with a much more compatible germplasm, start showing up through a portal, and they're like, oh, the <laughs> promised land. <laughs> <laughs> what you realize is their society, they can't use iron, um, because like that's why they had to grow their ships, that's why they do this, it's like poisonous to them. One of the guys that goes back figures it out because he thinks he went into Narnia, and he's like looking for Aslan and thinks he's a knight, and uh, he believes that these are fairies, and they, they hate cold iron, and he like stabs one, and they die immediately, even when nothing else will kill them. So now a guy jumps through, and he has a giant battle axe, and he just starts laying about. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's pretty great so far. I'll and then there's like this one out. Like the ba- the biggest badass warrior who's trying to fight against them is this young, like seventeen year old girl, brutal hockey star, who has like psychic abilities because the the hockey they play is on the back of like wild beasts that she can control with her mind. And this is were crazy. Yeah, no, it's it, it is nuts. It's bananas. But some of the coolest world building and like exposition I've seen. What do they do about dinosaurs? There are no dinosaurs because it's six million years ago, like Terra Nova. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it for me. Cool. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna have to read that. All right, so we're gonna move on to hot topics. Hot yeah, topics. let's let's all go to hot topic. Um, our hot topic. <laughs> Our hot topic. I, I really, I actually, I really want some nice wristbands. Well, I need a new Slayer. Oh, you mean shirt like slap, too. slap uh, wristbands? No, slap I'm, bands? I'm talking about like leather bracers. It's studded. studded. No, no. Brand. I just. Why does everyone always say studded yeah. when I say that? How because you, that's what's that's what's that hot topic. Because dogs, will, police dogs, will latch onto your arm, and you, if you have a studded bracer, that's true. No, I just it'll, want leather. It'll, it'll, it'll keep them from doing it. Just that. want leather, straight leather. I shopped at Old Navy for the first time <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> This is okay. No, what, let's, what let's did you it. get? What let's see where get? this goes. Did you get pants? Did That's you get khakis? Like an old person hot topic, right? No, I bought three I pairs know. of pants. I think if only if you were in the navy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but our topic for this week is exposition. All right, and how it's done well, how you do it, how you deal with it. Like exposition, I think is like one of the hardest things for writers to do effectively because. One of the classic words we use is info dump. Mm. Um, yep. And you really don't want to make your audience feel like you're giving them an info dump. You don't want it to be like the Bible where you get to numbers and it's like begat, 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 begat. Yeah. And you're supposed to remember who all those people are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Are you supposed to remember? Because I never do. Yeah, it's supposed to show it. Well, never mind. It's, it's an unbroken line to Jesus Christ is, is the idea from Abraham. It's real important, actually. Is it? Not, not in my life. I don't. It doesn't. Has never I don't want to get into a religious discussion, but in the Bible, you presume that it's important that Jesus be related to Abraham or Moses or whomever. I feel like it's going to be a test at some point. When you die. Yeah, when you, when you die. Yeah. As a pop quiz. Did you remember all the baguettes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Write down as many baguettes as you can. No, I was, I was, sorry, I was too busy feeding the poor. Yeah. Sorry about you. Don't come in. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. Uh, so exposition, how do you guys deal with it? Well, uh, I try to do it slowly. As slowly 
as um, possible. As soon as you figure out that you need someone to know, you need the audience to know something by this point, mm-hmm. you start peppering in super slowly and you build upon yourself. Like I'm trying to think of like a good example. Not mm. Star Trek in a okay. lot of ways. Because Star Trek will have to be like, well, here's these seven things you need to know for this plot to make sense in this one hour right. contained story. So they ha- they, you have to be going at light speed. Um, Coincidentally, I always... Or warp, rather. But... I was gonna say, coincidentally, the 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 thing I've always thought was the best exposition was Doc Brown in the Back to the Future films. So that I think, guy, he's, the, I think he's, he's the exact example of everything I try to avoid. No, yeah. no, no. To me, he's perfect because everything he says is exposition, but he is like the main character. It's like he's he he's along for the ride. You don't even really think about it, right? Like, well, I mean, because, because the whole thing is it's, that it's a comedy. Like, but that isn't right, that right. isn't the success of Doc Brown. That's the success of Marty as being a foil. Yeah, as a, as a point of view for the audience to exist in with them, I would say it's more of a success of Christopher Lloyd's acting, <laughs> to like maybe to, to well, just read well, just I mean, nothing. Yeah. But when you have when you have a character like that, see the point isn't that you need to get the exposition, but that that character is funny because like the, the premise is ridiculous, right? Like and, and to show you how ridiculous it is, he's gonna he's gonna use a bunch Break of crazy words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say it because you don't really you don't really even need that much exposition from Doc Brown. N- not really. Well, you. Only, I, 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 mean, I, you I, I built a time machine. We're going back in time. Exactly. Well, it's not even that. It's he ha- he has to explain how he came up with the idea because Marty has to prove that he's from the future, and then they have to know how they're going to you know build it. You know, like to right. fix it rather once he gets once he gets back there. So it's, there's a little bit of stuff. But when he gets to like you no know, Back to the Future two, where he's like, no, listen, this thing will explode and it'll do all this. Right, no, right, it's right. just like oh, you'll never be bored. You know, like or your kids' lives will suck. You know, like that's it. Like it's <laughs> it doesn't have to be as as ridiculous as it is, but that. That's the point. Like mm-hmm. he starts yeah. dumping everything on Marty. Marty, oh man, Morty, 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 Morty. So, so do you think the best way to do exposition is to like hide it? I don't think so. No. Well, one, one, you can inter- you can put it in plot, or you could make the exposition important to the plot and tell the reader immediately that it is. We're like, let me tell you this thing because you're going to need to know about it. Occasionally, that can happen, um, especially when you have a strong narrator voice. Like they can be like, yeah. time out. You need to know this stuff. Right. And when you do it that way and you let the reader in on, on the kind mm-hmm. of the pace of thing or that the story is stopping for them to fight, figure out this thing, that can work really well. Sometimes you'd be ham-handed, but other times it works really well. Yeah. Um, you can just hide it in conversation between two characters slowly. I mean, there's a lot of ways to, to place it in odd ways. I think – Yeah, I, I think that's – like my one of my main fantasy novels I'm writing, it's – I think with fantasy you can get away with, oh, this happened – Three or four hundred years ago. Yeah, let me Lord tell you the story. Lord of the Rings, of, you can start with, like in the beginning. You know, like, yeah, you can, you can just, do it in the beginning, but you can be like, let me tell you the story of Dave. Four hundred years ago, he did this, this, and right. this. Let me tell which, you that which set up this great yeah. civil war that is now encapsulating the world. So now let's sit down and tell you that story. Like mm-hmm. you can start with that, and I think that's a little better than here's fifteen pages of what you'll need to know to get into this. I think some of the best exposition I've seen has been in like A Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. Where nothing, you get no exposition before you need it, you know. And uh, so, for instance, when you need exposition for something, is to even understand what you're looking at. When you when you set up a scene, you can give little details about backstory when you're trying to describe the look of something. Well, even let's say the like the first chapter when they find the dire wolves, John So finds them and he gives them all to the kids and whatever, and then and then you see like the single tear slowly fall down Eddard's face or whatever, and you you see. Well, Jon Snow is not, like, one of the kids, but Eddard still loves him like a kid. Right. And that's done in a scene without being, oh, that right there. Also, isn't it, isn't it his brother finds the other wolf and gives it to him? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge symbolic exactly. moment. And that, in that moment in itself, 
is exposition about how the family operates. Exactly, but in a scene, not just dry exposition. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not like, and his brother loves him. No, there's yeah, this, there's like, this rule that I like that I don't know who was the first to say it. Uh, it's said all the time in screenwriting is uh, show, don't tell. No. Start as late as you can, get out as early as you can, like for, for a scene. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just don't want to. You want to start as late into a specific scene as you can and then get out as the, the, the fastest you can. So that way you just keep moving. You move faster and, and, and there's less things. And I think there's ways to do that with exposition. But if you start a scene late where something's already begin, like this is, I wanted to bring this up because it, it has a lot to do with why I only turned in about eight pages this week. Trying to think of a, of a good good example of exposition because you can if you're doing prose you can start from like in the beginning there was this well when when you yeah. when, you, when you say uh, you know get in as late as you can leave as early as you can I, I I always felt like sort of tied into that when it comes to exposition is don't give any until the audience is basically begging for it well the, I think I think you need some for context. Well, yeah, but Even like for the scene to make sense, I, I, there needs to be some. Maybe, maybe what I'm thinking of is more as like an info dump where it's like a lot of exposition. Like sure. you can plant little bits of exposition, you know, like or foreshadowing, right. like all throughout. But whenever it's like, listen, there's something you didn't know about me. I was once a like werewolf, you. yeah, or whatever. Like whatever. Like if someone's got to sit down and tell somebody something, if the audience doesn't want to hear it or your reader doesn't want to read it. Then it's shitty because it's just it's you know slowing down the story and ultimately that's what we're trying to avoid slowing mm-hmm. down the story. So if it's instead where it's like they keep hinting at this thing, what the fuck's going on? They're hinting that this guy's doing this and this guy's doing this, and if only someone would just sit down and tell me, then you give it to them. Well, it's like right. Star Wars; you know? they get to a certain point where they have to have Obi Wan sit look down and be like, "Listen, this is the Force. This is things that happen. You are one of these things who can make this thing happen." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good example yeah. of Star Wars because it's it, it does a lot of exposition through basic imagery. So it, yeah, they, like you show up. The, the planet he lives on, how you know it's not Earth. It's got two suns, you know, things like that. Very, very mm-hmm. small. Look, <clears throat> who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Little white ship floating along? Giant, Giant ship gray, shitty thing. It. Well, yeah. those are the bad guys, yeah. obviously, yeah. And, yeah. and the language is very indirect when it starts because they're, they're talking about data tapes, but that's not what's really going on. Mm-hmm. The, and, and that tells you even more of what's going on. So especially when it go, it, immediately after that, they go to the, the room with all of the delegates – what do you, what do you call that? Yeah, the, Representatives? The, the, you mean just the Imperials? Just yeah, like the, the Imperial the room, the, the, yeah, meeting room, the yeah, business room, the, whatever? They go in the meeting room. And, oh, yes, the last remnants of the Republic have been washed away. It's like, right. a, yeah. and even, like a general staff meeting. Yeah. Exactly. And when and when the the one turns to Darth Vader and he's like, your sad devotion to that ancient religion still hasn't helped you do Conjure the, the stolen yeah. data, data tapes, uh, that tells you a lot about the dynamic of the Empire. Yeah. yeah. And that Darth Vader is, a, is an extreme outlier. But he's still powerful, and some people think he's full of shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's, until he, until he nearly until he kills a guy, yeah, 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 he immediately proves. Yeah. Right. So the, the problem is, it's very easy to give too little exposition in a scene like that, and people just have no idea what's going on. Yeah. If you're too and, vague, and it, it, it would be very frustrating to watch that scene with only with only a couple things removed. Yeah. Because the the, the yeah. other mistake would be you just dance around it without approaching it, thinking that you're like being subtle. Yeah. And then no one knows what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, that's – and that's why I think there's an, an importance of a group like this because it's always hard to tell when you're describing something that you have fully built in your head to someone yeah. else yes. what, you, what you need to leave out and what you don't. Where someone's like, I want this to be subtle or like kind of hinty so I could reveal it later. And like, no, you painted a big red X on yeah, the writing, motherfucker. Yeah, writing groups totally help. Like someone when I write about like uh, my story, there's a lot of like Irish mythology in it. I'm like, oh, this is based on this, this, and this. And someone is just like – I don't know what any of that is. I'm like, no, it 
Everybody that. knows that. Everyone right? knows that. That like, thing that I haven't like yeah. internalized in my head. The Dagda. Like everyone knows the story of the Dagda, so I don't have to explain that. <laughs> like, uh, no, okay. And it's funny because go back because <laughs> there's there's a lot of good ways to do things like that, but you can't yeah. be direct. That, isn't that strange? Like, well, I think because if you're direct, you spend a lot of time explaining that you don't need to. If you can just pick out the small stuff and, and put it in there. So, for instance, if the story is based on the Dagda, if you can find a way to actually say that. By having one of the characters be like, oh, that's kind of like the Dagda. It's similar mm-hmm. to this thing called the Dagda. And they're like, what's that? And you only give the parts that are relevant. Yeah. You know, like that, that kind of thing. And well, there was a troll. And also there was a guy named Finn. It was weird. Well, a lot of my exposition in that story is going to be set up because it's a kid who has, he's um, going to be learning from like an older witch, like an old healer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the story of witchcraft, magic exists, but a lot of it's just knowing like that this berry will not kill you. So while there is actual magic, a lot of it's just like straight up. Oh, if you boil a rag before you put it on someone's wound, it won't kill them. It's like shamanry. Yeah. So a lot of the end of the beginning is going to be taken up with her teaching. So I feel like I can sneak exposition into a teacher teaching a student. Now, when I read um, The Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin, mm-hmm. she did this thing for exposition where she would introduce you to the common myths of this world yes. between chapters. I love that. And it was very indirect. It's almost like a it's a foil, right? Mm-hmm. Uh like like the the black freighter in mm-hmm. Watchmen. But the way she would do it is she would set up this uh myth that everybody knows and it would be between chapters and it's kind of a parallel to what's happening in the book, but it also gives you all the backstory of this world while trying to tell you a different story. Hmm. So it, it's it always has to be indirect, I think, for it to for it to work. And what's the other term? Is Pope in the pool? That's the screenwriting, yeah, Blake Snyder term of basically just having. If you ever have to have an info dump and you have a boring exposition, just don't make it boring. Have people physically doing something. Like if because it, it's also like I've also heard things referred to as like the floating head syndrome, where it's like if you're reading the walk and talk. Well, well, no, walk and talk is actually trying to fix the floating head syndrome. The floating head syndrome is basically yeah. where you just have two people and and it you you you're reading you're reading a conversation for so long your mind kind of forgets where these people are, what they're doing, what they look like, and it's just like these show me what you got floating heads in an, in an empty void, <laughs> yeah. just reading, you know, dialogue back and forth with each other, having a it's conversation. Right. It's, that's why it's like again, show don't tell. That's just telling. Right. It's just it's like you're basically that's writing cool. a play at that point. Well in, pr- in yeah. prose I think you you just can tell. Like because because yeah. in yeah in, so still for instance, in, when you're still in prose, it is always, always better to show than tell. I disagree. I think sometimes if you just go, oh, that guy, he he acts this way, and that when he shows up, and he acts that way, it's it's not as jarring. You know what I mean? There, there's also, a lot of ways to. Well, it also depends on the, what kind of story you're trying to tell. Because if you're yeah. sitting down and you have two people, two people are having a conversation at dinner, and uh, this is something you could do in prose that you really can't do in a movie. It's like you okay, they're they're talking. There seems to be kind of a tenseness to one side. Like the woman is kind of tense against this older man, but you don't know why. And then she's like. Okay, so um, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. Then he's like, "All right, good night," and he turns to leave. And in that moment, she knew he was definitely the guy who killed her father. Like, yeah. that's something you you're can telling. Totally, yeah, 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 and that's fine. Like, that's totally fine because you can. There's more to come after that. Exactly. Whereas yeah. in a movie, you can't just pause the frame and then have the narrator say, "In that moment, they, they do. Totally they can. do. No, they yes, do. But it's usually pretty shitty. Like, it's, well, I, I like your idea of like the walk and talk being the solving the floating head. But like, 
give them something interesting. If you're in like a starfighter, be like, who the hell are these guys? Why are we shooting? Why are they shooting at us? Have them shooting. Yeah. I feel like I feel yeah. like movies have a hard time with this. Yeah. Books have a much easier time, but I think who has the hardest time with it is video games. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Well, video games are still an emerging storytelling format. You right. know, like it's I, I love that there's this quote by John Karnak where he says story in video games is kind of like a story in porn where it, if it, if it's good it can be good but it's really not all that necessary mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I agree with him i love video games with stories but if the, if the game isn't fun who gives a shit you know right. like it's like, there's no yeah but i but i also feel like there's a middle ground to that statement when mechanics and story come together it's fucking amazing I totally and, agree. and, yeah, and yeah. you don't have to explain the mechanics because they work in the story the story explains the mechanics the mechanics explain the story yeah. and the, the closer those two things are one thing the less you have a game with a story and the more you have a story that you play right the first time i we really hit that wall was it was it uh the sons of liberty the metal gear solid oh, that God. was just 90 percent yeah video dialogue yeah well yeah. really yeah. just at the end you know like the, where it's just like the la 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 and it's like oh god no yeah i yeah, remember sitting the... my controller down and just letting it ride and then it like i look over at the clock and it's 2 a.m and i'm like i don't remember when i was playing like yeah. like i literally <laughs> forgot how long it was since how i was long playing. how long has it been since i fought the president with katana i think i think someone <laughs> measured the time and i think there is like 60 minutes i think there's like it's 60, ridiculous yeah it's, it's too much yeah, it's yeah. way too much yeah and like that's just pure exposition you're sitting it through it the whole time in the, a video those game. literally are floating heads in the codex screen it's true that's, and that's the thing that's why you could bug people because if it was like a cut scene you'd be like well at least i'm watching a movie but here it's floating scene for floating heads in a, in a black empty space and text at the bottom of the screen now see if that was your video game and you had a scene like that it would be nice if somebody said hey listen the less exposition you give them, the better, because the less they know for sure. Yeah. That, like, like let them like give them everything they need to know for this game to make well, sense. For that video game, I would disagree. Nothing made sense because because if they cut out the exposition at the end, that game would be even shittier <laughs> because they wouldn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think they give you the exposition at the wrong spots. You know right. what I mean? Like I think the, the first Metal Gear does a pretty good job, mm-hmm. but uh, because there's just. Because of the mechanics of that game, right. you can't do, like, emergent story about, right, 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 like, right. oh, you had rookie's the, eyes. You, you know? get wrong, <laughs> but, like, Navi and the old guy in um, Dead Rising. Like, Navi was always like, hey, hey, look here. Yeah. That's something you want to try and get. You don't want to imitate. And then the old guy in Dead Rising, you're in a mall with zombies, and you're just supposed to kill zombies. And he keeps calling you, like, hey, you need to do this. It's like, no, leave me alone. I'm... In a mall with zombies, that's what I want. I don't care about some dude. Nico, come yeah. hang out with the guy. We'll go yeah. bowling. <laughs> exactly. You're oh, ruining your story. No, actually, uh, Grand Theft yeah. Auto 4 is a game that does exposition well. Because a lot of times it happens during a car ride. Yeah, that yeah. is true. They will do those. Yeah, yeah. And and usually it's entertaining. Which because just it's like, why, why did you show up here? And he's like, I got in some trouble. Yeah. And that's all. That, but the whole thing is that's also all they say. Well, also, there's the so many times is a walk and talk, right? Though? It is a it is a walk and talk, um, except for you're doing the walking as the player, mm-hmm. so you're actively involved in something else yeah. while they're having a conversation that does sound normal, mm-hmm. and it's not just like here's all my information. It's more like, hey, you ever do you ever do time in prison over there in the Ukraine? He's like, uh, yeah, do some. He's like, yeah, you get gay with the dudes, you know? He's like, no, that's an American thing, like you know. And he's like, I did, t-, you know, and then yeah. they go back and forth, and and that's exposition done for a video game done really well, extremely yeah, well, yeah, yeah, extremely yeah. well, yeah. But I think that's what you need to have in films. Like nobody should have a conversation that feels like an info that would feel like an info dump to that character. Well, I would. You know what I think <laughs> it is? It's because in, in in film you can't play with time and space as much as you can on the page, right? Yeah. And in video games you don't really play with time and space. You you can 
it's almost more one to one, you know, because it's right. like if I'm going to play Grand Theft Auto and I have to drive from point A to point B, I got to drive there, and it's going to take however long it takes. Yeah. So you can fill that with with any length of conversation, and you can get something out of it. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in a movie because you'd be like you'd be checking your watch, like God damn, yeah. when are they going to get to that place? Sure, you know, sure. but, but so. I don't get these are humans writing these screenplays, humans who have conversations. Right. Why can they not write human conversations? Well, because, because, no, 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 because, because of you transcribed an actual any almost any conversation you actually yeah. had, and then had people act it out, it would sound terrible. Yeah. Maybe your conversation. Well, not not, o- not only that. When you start writing a conversation for a story, typically you're only doing it because there's some information that needs to pass, whether yeah, it's yeah. information about that character's emotion or, or all these other things. So you have a list of objectives that you need to complete with this conversation. That's not the case when people talk normally. Yeah. Like the, 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 there's no objective list. It's just, oh, hey, really? how's it going? Oh, oh man, what I, happened? Jesus Christ. Wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, it's usually, a lot of small this talk, is information yeah. I need to give you. <laughs> yeah, but that's usually, when, when you start an info dump in a conversation with an actual person, yeah. it's just like, okay, listen, here's a bunch of stuff. And then that person's in as long as you stay on track. Yeah, and, there's, you know, and, and the whole thing is there's always a goal for the info dump. There's, yeah. I gotta say, there's hopefully uh, my buddy Blake. I remember when Mass Effect Two came out, and we we oh, stayed up no. late. We stayed up late uh, playing Mass Effect Two, and it just got to a point where he was just like, "God damn, man, why can't life be more like Mass Effect?" And I'm like, "What do you mean, like flying spaceships and banging alien ladies or whatever?" He goes, "Nah, man, like." Every conversation you have means something. <laughs> it's like everything you have. It's like you learn something, and when you're done, you say, I should go. And then they turn, and then you walk away. And I'm like, you know what? It's true. But that's that's because the video game is written, and mm. it is not an actual conversation. And he's like, yeah, but damn. It's just the whole the, – the, that, that realization of – Normal everyday conversation is kind of bullshit. Well, not bullshit, but it's it's not written. It's not it's not entertaining. It's just exchanging information. But if you can somehow do write it to where it is entertaining, then maybe you can write exposition. That's better. true. That's true. All right, I think we tackled that enough for yeah. now because we're probably yeah. going to talk because I want to talk about it more in the context of what I brought in because I had a lot of questions and I tried a lot of stuff. So let's move on to our work this week. Liam, yes, what, what, I brought nothing. Liam been, brought nothing today. Damn, it's been, man. It's been, a, it's been a hectic week. We're trying to get this other. Let's boo him. Here. Let's We're boo him softly. Shit. Here we go. Boo. boo. We didn't boo Max when he brought nothing. Boo. That's true. Liam? Okay. Oh, he was sick. I brought in a uh, more detailed outline for The Plant Without Christmas, more detailed on the characters. Yeah. You, you had a breakdown for each, uh, each main yeah, character. Yeah. For, for, for the four, what I'm right now considering the main characters. Um, I'm going to try to get a couple pages uh, of the actual screenplay for next time. Dep- it depends on how this work week's going to go. True. So yeah. I'm going to try to get like maybe an opening scene or something done, in addition to fleshing that a little bit more. So Nice. Um, the one thing, oh, one thing I was going to ask is um, if you guys have any cool ideas for what the name of the Captain Nick's uh, ship should be. Because we know the shuttlecraft is called the Comet, but the actual name of his ship proper I, I you know it can't be t- it can't be like Blitzen because it's sure, way too no, sure. you know but if it's like a good sci-fi name yeah. um, mm. the Kalamazoo because it's not it's not like a, a, a smuggler you know freighter yeah. that's super fast it's it's a workship you know it's like right. you know it's it, it wouldn't even call it like the Nostromo because no, that's way yeah. too Wesley Crusher it's like oh it's a it's what, what, Falcon. what do people name their semi trucks what was what was Jack Burton's semi truck. Pork Chop Express. Pork Chop Express. <laughs> yeah. something, you know, something equivalent to that might be kind of fun. Just um, the watch. Bandit. What about the Bubba, the, the, the Bubba Honey? Bubba Honey? <laughs> I, I don't know. Bubba like, Love. Bubba lo- so, something with Bubba. Is, I don't, I, like I don't want to insinuate that he's uneducated or, or yeah. kind of rednecky. Dog, his, uh, how dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm just saying all truckers are uneducated. No, no, no. I'm, he's, there's... Bubba Bubba Honey is like what the fuck like as far as a name but it's like you've heard other I gotta names. get back on my Bubba Honey yeah. 
Oh, Bubba, honey, you work for daddy. What about Space Dixie? Space nice Dixie, yeah, yeah. okay. Sure. Um, I don't know, like a place name? No, it didn't have to be. You could call it, you could call it Miss Dixie, and then, or Dick, the Dixieland. The Dixieland Express. hop on the Dixieland Express. The Dixie Chicks. Because <laughs> yeah. then, then when it crashes, you'd be like, my Dixie wrecked. <laughs> oh. oh. That one took a second. But anyway, I don't know. It's not, it's, not a, it's not super important. It's just something I was trying to think of that I, for whatever reason, I couldn't crack that. With all the other character stuff being done, naming conventions for everything else, I just couldn't crack the name of that ship. How about uh, Papa Choo Choo? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this? I don't know. I can Why? try to it, is it cuz it, it's is it cuz of Matthew McConaughey? Is this the reason? Are you like Papa thinking Choo-choo. of Yeah, Papa, Papa Choo-choo. Don't worry, Papa Choo-choo's going to say the day. It'll be called The General Lee. Generally I can't, what? I can't. <laughs> the Polar Express. Can't take it if it's already been the, already been done. The Jefferson Davis. The SS SS. <laughs> yeah, just the SS. <laughs> <laughs> That's Titan. No. Something Titan like Titan no. A E. Ooh. Um, yeah. The combat sandwich. George. I don't know why, but calling a spaceship the ice cream sandwich is funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that's my ship. What do you oh yeah, oh it's pretty it's kinda cool. What do you call it? I call it the ice cream, cream sandwich. sandwich. It's like why? Call it the silver starfish. <laughs> Just call the it chocolate favorite water. The Klondike. <laughs> I call it the Dippin' Dots. <laughs> space, it's you know, it's space, space food. You know, call it astronaut ice cream. <laughs> what's what's the toucan sand? You know, it's it would I'm, a name that I'm thinking of would sound like a Ben and Jerry's flavor. <laughs> like if what you would the Ben and Jerry's sand. flavor what about tie in? Pecan Sandy made? would be the name of your spaceship. Um, what's something Christmas related, like the the fruit cake? The October yeah. Blue uh, eggnog. You hop on the SS eggnog, baby. <laughs> uh, the Eggnog Express. The USS Tribulation Cherub. It would be kind of funny if he called, if it was like. The sled. If it had like a completely badass name that sounds like the, like he wishes it was the Millennium Falcon, but it's so not. So it's just like the, ter- be like the terror of something. It's the like, best, the, com- like the Commodore's wife. It's like the something bomber. And it's like something bomber. It's like, well, you know, make a fast delivery, you know. It's like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Like, no, it's not like that at all. He's like, oh, okay. Star of Bethlehem, <laughs> the drummer boy. Come on, little drummer boy. Calling it, calling it a shooting star would be like, actually oh, Actually, okay. the dasher would work. Can't, that's, too, that's too much. Two on the if, nose. If, if we already got the comic Two going, on the like, nose. That's a hat on a hat. <laughs> uh, okay, what about the hat trick? The, oh, the hat, hat trick. trick. I like that. Jasmine's wind. A hat right, trick. Jasmine's wish was the was Jasmine's the, wish, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the something. feathered edge. Feathered edge. Is there a hey, hey, you know, hey, I might steal feathered edge. What about Feathered the, Edge works? The I mean, Virginia. 
That's great. Not important. I'll, if the thing I'll pencil in now is Feathered Edge until until there's a better one. Because fuck it. I don't think it's going to come up a whole bunch. Hmm. It's only the ship that he crashes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's one that has to be repaired the whole movie. Mm-hmm. If you name it like a lady, the his, trash wife, his can wife could be bitch. jealous of it. <laughs> Esmeralda. <laughs> you know how me and old Esmeralda get along. <laughs> Yuck. Is he? No. The George Washington Sr. The Saigon whore. <laughs> Let's go for a ride on the Saigon War. The Fourth Civil War. How about the Painted Lady. Ooh, I like that. That's from uh, uh, that's from a thing. It's from a thing? I the don't Shimmy Shanga. It is from a thing. The Enola Gay. The Enola <laughs> Gay? <laughs> the Gay Enola? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here dropping off packages. <laughs> we'll think of something enough. We can move on. The Cliff <laughs> Clavin. What's the... What's the, uh, the Unwelcome Stranger. The Twice Knocker. What's that song just like, when you look under a Scotsman's kilt what do you oh, find yeah. under a scotsman kilt blue ribbon i know what song you're talking about yeah, yeah yeah i don't so you'd say the drunken sailor like what do you do to a drunken sailor what what's what's something you would want to say something that sounds punctual <laughs> like what's something that sounds like like oh what a, a noble a, good good honest clean living the pocket watch that's not bad <laughs> the john reindeer the ss never late you know, like, <laughs> the collector's edition <laughs> yes Game of the um, Year edition. <laughs> Pony Express. SS Amazon Prime. The Lamb's Tale. I'll be there in two shakes. Yeah. It's not bad. Actually, I really like that. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, That's well, a really good to like. Lamb's Tale. On his, on his, well, the whole thing is, I want him, I now kind of want him to have a business card. We're like, Captain of the Lamb's Tale. I'll be there in two shakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. I, I, mean, like I, I mean, not to yeah. toot my own horn. I like it. I like it a lot. It like seems, it. it seems it's like the best, has, it's the best name I'll go It has for the now. right yeah, amount yeah. of bravado to it. <laughs> Right. Our service will never be bad. Get, uh, fuck you now, again. Oh, now you just ruined it. You just ruined <laughs> a good thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll be there on time. Look, you're infecting Josh. We really know how to hoof it. It's like yeah. you rate rate like you rate it. It's like how was your service? It's like good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Max? Max, uh, describe what you brought in. I brought in a... Garbage. No, garbage. That's okay. We've got a garbage can. Yeah. Uh, what about, the, uh, what about the, the writing you brought in? Oh, the writing I brought in was a short bar scene of my Rachel Operator story. Yes. Kind of introducing some more characters that you guys had suggested. The, uh, the lifer. The lifer. Did you watch Taxi Driver in, in preparation? No. You should. Sorry, I told you I've only I didn't watch a movie. I just listened to Rush <laughs> and Zeppelin and Floyd. Should and listen can, to Rush I, while watching. Taxi I can tell. Driver. I can tell by this what you wrote that there's a lot of Rush. Oh yeah, I wanted to <laughs> yeah, give the Rush to me too. Oh 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 oh! All right. Oh, oh. All right. Um, um, if we keep making bad puns, I'm going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you make one, and then yeah. you're like, "Oh, look, I did it!" Yeah, no, that's what happens. No, it's I, happened several times. I know, so but the thing is, like, I'll make one. High and fives! <laughs> I, I have turned down high fives this episode already. No, you've turned down a fist bump. Yeah, that's you're right. okay. You're right. There's a good couple bro fist moments in the new Boruto movie. The end. Okay, <laughs> and I wanted to do the guy who is a full time operator, mm-hmm. and everyone else thinks he's a bit crazy because is he cowboy? He's mm-hmm. cowboy, and nobody else wants to do that full-time. Are they ever going to have real names, or is this going to be call signs? Well, he's the only one who has a non-real name. Yeah, he's the only one that had the nickname or uh, something. Yeah. yeah, Cowboy. I didn't know this was about Rate Your Operator until you said the word operator, and then I was like, oh, yay! 
<laughs> like I yeah. got excited. Um, I will say my first critique is that you gotta you gotta choose a format. Oh yeah, because because there's lots of talking and it's hard to follow. The thing the thing that confused me was um, mm-hmm. the main guy David. You do know I that don't... when you talk, you need to start a new paragraph. What? Just when you what? Like when you when you when you when someone talks, you start a new paragraph. Yeah, when a new person talks, you start a new. Yeah. Even well, no, when, when you don't. If, if you started off not talking and mm-hmm. doing exposition, as soon as somebody begins talking, it's Boom. a new paragraph. There's no editing in here. This is just an info dump. Stream of conscious. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's my first critique. It, it makes it hard to follow. Okay. Um, the thing yeah. the thing that confused me was uh, I don't know. I knew how everybody was reacting to that story and how everyone felt about that story except for the guy telling it. Like, I, at first, he's just like, and then he comes out with a knife, see? And I'm like, oh, yeah. he's probably, like, excited to tell this story. And then yeah. as soon as he, then he's just like, and uh, then I shot him. You know, it's like, so wait, was mm. was he trying to, was he trying was to make it sound exciting? Was he gussing it up? Or, yeah. yeah, was he gussing it up? Mm-hmm. Or, or was he sort of like, well, you know, then I shot him, you know? Or, or were they, like, I didn't, get, I, like, I know how everybody else reacted, because Cowboy's mm-hmm. like, ah, that's fucking bullshit. You know, everyone's like, oh, you fucked up, you made a mistake. Yeah. And so that's their reaction, but his, I don't know emotionally what his thing, because he started excited but then he ended like disappointed. Okay. Um, so I would just say uh, <laughs> give him more of his inner. Yeah, or just like if there's okay. another lead in for if it's like if they're trying to like come on man, what'd you do this week? And he's like, oh well, I did do one thing, and then he okay. like isn't really like excited to tell it. Or if instead yeah. he's like, oh dude, it was fucking crazy. So either way, just consistency in and how he's okay. viewing it. As well. I, got, I got their attitudes um, from what you wrote as yeah. well. It was very transparent. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would probably try to do a little more with voice for people like Cowboy. Because yeah. not 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 that he doesn't like I I can totally picture this guy in my head, mm-hmm. but I want his words to sound a certain way, separate from everybody else. So I would probably play around with word choice and stuff like that for him, specifically. Okay. Also, I'm I'm having a problem with the setting, like the ga- like the gastro pub thing. It seems like you're trying to make another point with the setting that has nothing to do with your main point. I'm just writing. This is me writing yeah, down ideas I'm, I have. When I lived in Pittsburgh. A lot of people were buying out old bars to turn them into seventy beer hipster joints. See, I, th- I think it did the job of of saying yeah. like th- this, this is a trend I'm predicting for the future, so you know that this isn't the present. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's that's what I felt it did. That, the yeah, job yeah, of. yeah. Really, because yeah. it really felt to me so engaged in the present. Hmm. Well, no, because he said, "Oh, back in the twenties, that happened." Yeah, mm-hmm. and I knew he didn't mean the nineteen twenties because it's gastro pub. Yeah, microbrew. Yeah. My only thing was that, but, you, but it, yeah, but, you spent, you it, but spent, rather than rather than assess, assessing that it's in the future, I think it's mm-hmm. dating when it's written. I think more than anything else. Well, I'm just writing down ideas for me, like a setting. That's how I write, and then what I'm more interested in would it be a safe place for guns? Because I feel like operators would be so into gun culture that they wouldn't feel comfortable anywhere that's not super gun like culture. welcoming of it at least. So they would right. be at a bar that is a gun culture bar. As opposed to like they wouldn't feel comfortable in a cop bar because cops would look down on these. Yeah, that's people. a good. No, I, I yeah. kind of got yeah, some of that stuff. Idea. No, I, I. It's funny because it reminds me of Deadpool, hmm. because there is a specific bar for, for mercenaries yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, hmm. in Deadpool and yeah. Luke Cage's in there. I will. Yeah. I will say the only thing that ties mm-hmm. into the, my first thing with it was that. Uh, as compared to the first thing you wrote for Rate Your Operator, mm-hmm. you spent way less time in this dude's head in in in, in this which is thing that you've written probably here. Probably not good. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who yeah. the main character is. In this one, I don't know if it's the guy telling the story or if we're going to be following Cowboy or the girl who's trying to sniff out bullshit. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I don't have a good sense of who. Yeah. It's not so much a story as a me doing scene character right. profile. Right. Yeah, because when because the first thing you wrote for your operator, I was totally in that guy's headspace. Like yeah. I saw, it, and then and then the 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 seeing it from his perspective yeah. of like, oh, I'm just an average guy. This is just what I do on the side. Mm-hmm. Here, this was more about the culture of it. Well, I know how you guys from, you guys you know. sit down, and you write a character, and then you write your next character. That's not how I, I sit down and I. That's write. not what I do. No. <laughs> I do well, plot first. Character I sit down comes and last. I write. Oof! I write my character characters comes in the last scene. every time. That seems so, so backwards. I, when I sat down to write, I had no idea who any of these people were, and I just sat down and started writing. You found things it along the way about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is not a polished piece. This is just me setting ideas down, creating who these characters are going to be. Like cowboy. I like, I like where it's going. I think cowboy is going to be. Cowboy is going to be the old cop. And you guys wanted Liam wanted me to write a happy ending. You last week you said yeah, because you don't want the cynical. Yeah, well, yeah. You said write both. Um, I, I, especially in reading a lot of books, a lot of especially like ones that are yeah that are commenting on a current culture. Almost all of them end super duper shitty. Well, Bill and they're like, and it's unavoidable. Bill's gonna be the one who goes crazy because he's the one who's like, hey, you could have solved that without your gun. He's going to be the one who starts shooting people that Daniel has oh, to good, put down. Oh, good twist. Because I thought yeah. for sure you were going to start with Cowboy. And then Cowboy, I want the ending to be Cowboy's like, all right, shit's going crazy even for me. Let's get you out of here. Because people are going to start pulling guns at their convention. And I feel like Cowboy and the other girl are going to help him out because they're going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're full of bullshit, but you're not full of this much bullshit. And it was weird that yeah. the other guy did that. So we believe you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. Okay. You guys anything else? Just looking forward to see where else it goes. Yeah, it's it's a cool world, and you got some interesting characters. Yeah, I like more here, ideas. So. I would not have made the characters there that if you guys hadn't, you know, pushed me in that direction. So, but now, but now that you Very say cool. it's like, oh, it's not a polished piece. This is really just as you were thinking it up. Now I can see how you literally built it from the outside. Then yeah. you built yeah. the inside. <laughs> I then sat you down. The people at the table. I wanted a bar. Yeah. I chose a town in Austria called Tels. The guy was from there, and I just wrote. Like, uh, what's the Lodi from the Creedence song? Where he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know where that is, but it's a cool name for a town, so I wrote a song about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> as for me, I brought in the first eight or so pages of Chapter 3, Malcolm Hat, And I only had eight pages because I rewrote this, like, six times. I changed the, how I was going to do this. I, I was going to start earlier with uh, him actually arriving at the village. I was going to do each piece... Uh, of information as it happened. But then I remembered um, something you guys said in the past, the idea of the kids who get kidnapped and yeah, and said the things kind like, of like a jump cut. In right, right. right. Yeah. Where, where it's, where it's like image, 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 this is how it happened. And it makes right. it feel as though time passed much faster. Uh, so that's what I was going for with this. And also uh, I, I, I wanted to make it feel more immediate. Like this was happening. It's already happened. He hasn't even caught up to it. Mm-hmm. No, I like and, yeah, I, yeah, and, I and, and again, like it gives that. it gives you a lot more moments yeah. to play inside of his head and realize like this is how I remember it happening. Also, I know this is totally not the reality. Like I already know that my memories of that thing that just happened to me aren't completely real. Mm-hmm. And you get to question reality more so, even though that he's in this strange situation. So it kind of reinforces that. I, I really liked it. I really liked how it started in the cell, and then you kind of had that flashy thing where it's like, okay, then you get pulled into to the village. That was much harder to do than I was expecting, as far mechanically, to make sure that the image that you were seeing 
made sense as you read it. Like that, it, that was. It's really hard to do that. I was not. <laughs> well, the, uh, that was the the one thing I was going to say was that I think you need to mention how his leg is wrapped up earlier mm-hmm. because I kind of. That was one of the first questions I had as I started to yeah. read it because I knew that he'd hurt how's himself. Foot? Yeah. And I'm like, well, how's he doing? And then you don't address it. You don't address it. And I'm like, has he been hobbling around on a broken leg this whole time? And then you're like, oh. And it, somewhere in that meantime, his leg was dressed. Whereas, like, if you can say that before he starts. But, like, it's it's almost like it would feel. It also seems like that should be really immediate to himself. Yeah. Right. Where it's, where it's like he doesn't even remember someone putting that on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's more like it's like if he's like, all right, I'm in the cell. How did I get here? And then, oh, yeah, my leg's wrapped. I remember that guy wrapped it. How did that? When did that happen? And then boom, 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 that, boom. That was boom. the thing I was having like, a hard time. He thought it was marinade. Yeah. If he thinks they're going to eat him, like focus on that little more than just one sentence. Okay. Like yeah. well, that, and that the leg wrapping yeah. the leg can be the good sign of that. Where he's yeah, just definitely. like, oh, I guess they're not going to eat me. They're taking care <laughs> of me. But, well, he's put, they're putting the ointment on. He's like, what the hell is this? And then they start wrapping it, and he's like, yeah, this is uh, that's a good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Um, I felt it was well done overall with the with non speaking kind of a pantomime. Thanks. Yeah. Was the bit about him thinking he was saying Kevin was that stupid or yeah. no it's fine I, it t- I I had to read it twice to realize that uh, Kilvin had spoke because mm-hmm. it's not I mean I, I know I wasn't expecting blah blah blah, 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 blah. Quotes, yeah, yeah I wasn't expecting like I'm on a Pia or whatever but like I was expecting more of like that he barked at him or that mm-hmm. he did whatever because if you say like oh he barked at him I'm literally thinking they're animals going yeah, yeah, you know not right. like speaking but yet in a language you didn't understand yeah I, I kind of wanted to feel like it's it's walking that line um, but also, I, I know that uh, Liam, you said you had a problem with uh, knowing who had been hit. Yeah, yeah, that was just, yeah. That was just a little, a it little makes sloppy. I, I was, I was really worried that that kind of thing would be hard for it to come across because I, I never name anybody or say what they are, and I keep changing, you know, the 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 word I use for them, like creature or the gray one, and and, and those kinds of things. How hard was it to picture the village when it was described? I could use more. It wasn't – it's not like, a, like oh, it's super hard. I have no idea what – like, I, I imagine the bulbous kind of, like, trunk mm-hmm. houses. When I need, rather than to imagine something that I can recognize differently, I want something familiar to compare to. Like, this is, you know, as if the trees were ballooned, mm-hmm. sort of like this. Okay. Um, to describe – like, just in that – that will just help reinforce that image, I think, in, in a in very, con- the, in a very the, concrete way. Even think way. of it, like, because he's not getting – Full glimpses, like he's being dragged around. He would have seen a glimpse, and then he would have tried to rationalize that in his head as something okay. he's seen before. What if, um, what if I give an even more bare bones version of that? Because he only caught a glimpse, and then later he like looks out the window. I yeah. would, yeah, I would okay. say that because that because it just I had only read a little while ago, and if you were to ask me to describe it, I don't think I really could because the, my takeaway from that was that he started to cry and it all kind of blurred after uh-huh. that and that and because it was that was the emotion of it it was like i was more in, in tune with how he was looking at it as opposed it was to what I, it actually I was trying to make like. it feel as though that he didnn't have a lot of time right. to think about it or right. to exactly. notice things and, and how like how old he is he can he describe something without using like a simile or a metaphor really even to himself i don't know cuz um, he would try to be like oh this was like this you know well the, i think the problem is me like i i need a I need to bridge the gap between me and the reader, mm-hmm. um, where because I'm not limited to what Malcolm understands. I can say what the thing looks like and be like, Malcolm hasn't has never seen anything like this. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, I, I can do that be- because of the the kind of exactly. POV I'm using. But if he's rationalizing in his own head, he would be thinking of things he is familiar with that he's seen before, right? You know, that's why I was thinking Adobe Village 
that. I mean, yeah, he would have seen pictures like Petra. He would have seen these in National Geographic or, or, or in the textbook. Exactly. You know, yeah. Like yeah. Rock Village or whatever. Kilvin, all of his movements and all of the inner problems with Malcolm Malcolm's head are never spoken. They're just described. Um, especially like about the mom and the way that Kilvin's looking at him and, and, and the way that Kilvin uh, kind of punishes the guy for being mean. Do you get like a general idea of the situation? I don't know if that yeah. really works with what it's, we know. But it's – yeah, it's very – we don't – we haven't had a chance to see the situation come into fruition mm-hmm. or Did even it. what <clears throat> Kilvin's really like. I mean um, what are the moments that we have for Kilvin? One – He's way smarter than everyone else because they're like trying to hammer stuff in. Yeah, he just slips it in. There's there's a mm. bit of wisdom to him. He's also apparently not afraid of of the elders, and is willing to go toe to toe with them. Mm. He's also f- apparently physically feared. Right, but just kill. But him. he also has a, yeah. has a, has a motherly side. But we only have like four or five points of connection to kind of draw who he is okay. right now. Does Kilwin know Malcolm is a child? Yes. Okay. He absolutely knows, and everybody else knows as well. Okay, but but um, I want to get the idea that Kilvin's the only one who actually gives a shit whether not anything bad happens to him. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like the or I guess paternal side kicking in or whatever. That's what I was going for. I wasn't sure if the Wilvicks would know that he was a child. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, eventually it'll be that'll be explained. I, I guess it would make sense not to know that now. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, we okay. can. Yeah. yeah. Again, you never spelled it out, but he's like he looked at him motherly. Mm-hmm. You know. Because he's got the two kids that look in. and Appreciate it. I mean, is there anything else? Any clarification before you do the flashback? Like, telling us what we need telling us what we need to know about his immediate situation of, okay, where am I? Oh, wait a minute. Let me remember. Just keeping that a little bit more separated. Okay. And instead of, like, it, like it, instead of it all being one jumbled memory, and then he only really has a clear thought of when he's speaking with Th- Kilgan. That was hard to juggle, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I the, the way I, I try to let you know that it's a he remembered this right and then the next paragraph i would try to break it up by that and be right. like so now he was dealing with this you know and trying to figure out how it relates yeah. to this and that's that's hard to it's hard to manage i'm not sure how i feel about how it's done or, or whether i could just do that better or whether i should use a different method i think you can do <clears throat> that better but and I mean, i'd like to see go, you know yeah go, go more with... of him being a kid in captain like tef- captivity what you're coming with like because mm-hmm. you're writing is you're writing it from the perspective of a child, like, what would a child do? Like, is he not well, crying it's, to it's, get back it's, at them? It's not, it's not fully from the perspective of a child. And that's, yeah, but he is still a child. The, he's, the he's, he's, the, he's the touch point character, yeah. Yeah, a, but the but things can be explained outside of No, I don't mean experience. explaining. I just mean it is a child he's, he's in the, You're captivity. supposed to see it through his eyes. <laughs> exactly. To, to a certain point. You, you sympathize with him. You can, like, show his strength, be like, I'm not going to cry for them. They're not going to yeah. see me. Because we're supposed to be seeing that this kid has the inner strength of eventually the animal aspect or whatever right mm-hmm. so i think you can get into that and be like i'm not gonna cry they're not gonna see me cry or or, so, or some equivalent yeah like where where it's in his head space of how he's trying to rationalize his captivity yeah yeah i got you okay that's a good mm-hmm. idea thank you guys yep all right so now it's time for the bad story trailers part of the podcast where we roll the dice we pick three genres and we try to workshop a film out of it and then we record the trailer so i got a list here of 100 genres and Liam, you're rolling first. All right. No repeats. We got a new uh, 50. 50. Right in the middle. I don't think we've done 50. Jidaigeki. Oh, boy. All what's, right. what's this? Oh, okay. A, a story usually set in the Edo period of Japanese history. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, that's much easier than I thought it was so going to be. I was like, is this some kind of sex so that's, thing? 
<laughs> so that's dur- during like European first contact? The Edo period. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So between specifically 1603 to 1868. Ooh, okay. so that is a Japan's broad... Japan's Wild West. Commodore yeah. Perry. So oh, wait, no, that's th- like, this th- isn't the Warring States period though. Is... The Warring States period was Chinese. Is this like is this like there's a Warring States period. period in, in, You're talking about like the Tok- but those are referred to as like the Tokugawa. Tokugawa period. Uh, so the, the, like the Yojimbo Sanjuro time period, or like What's that? Yojimbo <clears throat> Sanjuro time period. Yes. Okay. Like I said, the Japanese Wild West. Yeah. Okay. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Contemporary fantasy. Oh, that can't work with the mixing those two. Oh, together. Yeah, it can't be contemporary. Yeah. Well, I guess if we if we say like that period, but contemporary also of fa- that period, yeah, also fantasy. That's. Okay. Well, we'll you think can, about you it. Can well, put, see, you can yeah. put some modernisms in can it. You we're like, let's we're like you know what? I would almost say I would almost say um, Samurai Champloo works in that because there's a lot of contemporaryisms in in well, it. Well, let's see what the third thing is. Well, the, read contemporary fantasy. Okay, please. contemporary fantasy, a subgenre of fantasy set in the present day. These are used to describe stories set in the putati- putative. I've never spoken this word a lot. I've read it all the time. Mm-hmm. Putative real world, often referred to as consensus reality, in contemporary times in which magic and magical creatures exist. Hmm. Either living in the interstices of our world or leaking over from alternate wor- worlds. I really like that. That one. could be cool if, like, it, I like yeah. that one a lot. So a, a guy makes a blade so sharp it cuts through reality mm-hmm. and monsters come through. Ooh, from the Edo period. Oh, just in the Edo period. He in just the Edo makes, period, this dude's been folding the sword since he was twelve, and now he's eighty. <laughs> so, but could There's those so monsters? Much goddamn Martin sight <laughs> yeah. in this thing. Could those monsters just be cars? What? What? Okay, we can't uh, brainstorm before you. Yeah, before sorry, you I've roll, got, I've got, got an idea, but let's go. Ninety-six. Ninety-six. CG family. <laughs> okay, no, that what's, could work. What's this? CG family. If a family film animated by computer, such as Toy oh. Story. All right, so whatever the movie is, it has to be a little more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So what if it's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three? What's something from the, one of the What's bunch. something from the future? That would be seen as a demon in the Edo period. Airplanes, furries, <laughs> tanks. <laughs> what about like drones? You know, or something Drone. like um, RC helicopter. Drones could be you know androids, um, electric sheep, goths, <laughs> Korean people. <laughs> no, I like that though. Kind of goths, goth versus samurai. Goth. That's the movie, Gotham is Samurai. That's it. It's done. <laughs> it's not a, that's not CG oh, family enough. That is what totally CG family enough. But like Japanese guy, like the guys who have the, the 15-foot pompadours, you know, they go <laughs> way extreme. No, those are greasers. Like, I know, but I'm saying... Malice miser. But like a Japanese guy would be like way to the extreme to where they would... Uh, yeah, they made the ring. It's Yeah. That's not a goth. That's not. That's not a movie about goths. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> it was. It was a. Mu- it was a movie made by goths for goths. She's wearing coarse paint. No, she I was so goth. Seen. Death yeah. could not stop her. So yeah. goth black stuff comes out of her mouth. He's on VHS for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the the fundamental failing of that movie is that everybody has still has a VHS player. Yeah, but imagine if that shit got in a red box. Everyone would be. Dead. dead in one well, a week. I've never seen it. I guess that's the premise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <coughs> they need to make a red box horror film like that now. Like, yeah. oh, what's this movie? <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> Why is it wait seven days? Just you dead now. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it can't spread around. What about? I don't know how you can mix the family friendly CGI with uh, with that period of Japan. Sure, you can have. It's like Kung Fu Panda. It's like yeah. that period of China. 
All right. Well, then, but we're still trying to. That's are we going to try and mix all three? How is it going to be a contemporary? We're going to have to throw up contemporary. Yeah, it, it can be contemporary to that period. Mm-hmm. Well, I was saying like you can make it sci-fi by like this dude makes this sword and it cuts through and, and not sci-fi but fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if it's aliens? <coughs> mm-hmm. Like, what if what if it bridges time? And it space? was contemporary fantasy, by dude. The way. Not all right, contemporary no, sci-fi. You, CG. This is CG Family Fest fantasy contemporary of the time period of that time period in Japan. Just ninjas versus aliens. Like it's you know the, there's there's monsters versus aliens. There's there's sure. Kung Fu Panda. You make you mix all these things together. Well, I, I think I think if we're doing fantasy, it's got to be something demonic. Or, yeah, or like, ninjas or, versus monsters, you or, know? or like like uh, what ninjas versus werewolves. Or no. what if what if it's specifically about the creatures from Japanese fantasy, like Jingashi? Oni, like Zhangshi. I Yang-shi, think that those Yang-shi. are Buddhist things. Well, more like the Usagi Yojimbo. The Oni. I mean, a, a rabbit bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> like the only you don't know anything about Japan, so you're just like spouting <laughs> random shit, ain't you? And, and like, I uh, know Yusagi means bunny, right? What a Tengu? That's another. Yeah, yeah, like th- those kind of creatures. What are those? or Inuyasha? Right, because he's a wolf demon. God damn it! I don't know what any of this means. So Jidageki, contemporary fantasy. What was the third? CG family. family. CG family. Yeah. Okay. Which is a weird for that to be its genre on its own. That's really more of a medium, but that's fine. Could we have... Wait, what if it is contemporary and it involves a guy... Who finds a sword, cuts reality open... Into the Edo period. Into the Edo period, and it's starting to blend together, and he's got to stop it. It's like Samurai Jack almost. He's like a kid. Yeah, okay. Except for goes into the past instead of the future. Since it's a family thing, he's got to be a kid. Mom or dad is dead, because that's every... What if he's a robot? (laughs) Ooh, go on. No. It's contemporary, Liam. We've done a lot of robots. It's contemporary. We have samurai robots now, so it's exactly. contemporary. This isn't RoboCop 3. Oh, if it only was, though. If only RoboCop We've done plenty of robot good. movies already, though. Yeah, we have. It's true. Like Chrome on the Range. Is that the only robot movie we've done? No. No, no we did uh, Better Than the, the Real Thing. thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was very good. That was really funny. Okay. <laughs> Forgot about that one. All right, so uh, back to back to this. So, dude from modern day cuts back into backwards Edo times. Yeah, and Find, then well, dude from modern day finds a magic sword. Yes, from the Edo period. Yeah, or, or or a kid finds one in storage when his parents are killed in an accident. Obviously, right? Because I mean, a lot of kids' movies. Yes. Start like that. Being an orphan is super important in them because if you have parents, they need to be looking after you. Right. White kid whose grandpa took it no. from Japan. No. Unless it, unless this is an adventure that happens in the blink of an eye, like a Narnia situation, right. or like if he could touch the sword and if it's like, oh, don't touch grandfather's sword or whatever. It's magic, and yeah, he's like, man. bullshit, fuck you, it ain't magic. Also, he should be from the hood. Ooh, like Kazam. <laughs> well, if if it if it's if it's almost like time travel where he goes back, if he touches the sword and goes back to the time period. That solves the problem of it taking place in the time period, but also having contemporary magic as well. Yes. So, um, what if it's a gr- little girl? Because Japan, they had a lot of female warriors. Yes. I, I would say a lot. There was no social stigma about it the same way there was with, like, Mulan. Like, they, there's paintings of them and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So, little girl finds a, what, like a Naginata or some kind of, like... A Wakasashi? That's too small. Against you? She's a little girl. Yeah, but she's got to be scary, right? Like, she's in battle. Like, you get away! Paring knife. That's much bigger, you're right. 
Um, <laughs> well, it's, okay. What if it's a mask? Like part of a helmet? That's cool. Puts on the mask. Yeah. Goes back in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about like a scepter? No. That's turtles again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if she meets a big guy and his name is Sony? <laughs> oh, God. It's a terrible movie. Okay. The a little girl finds like a Tengu mask. What right. is a Tengu? It, it's a guy with it's long a demon. nose. Demon with long nose. Oh, okay. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you really? Yeah, red face. Yeah, big, you got it. Bushy black, black hair. You got it. So she finds a Tengu mask, puts it on, goes back to Edo period Japan. She's half Japanese, maybe? Japanese American. Mixed parentage is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Japanese American, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and she Where doesn't did know she much about her history. The mask? Where did she find the mask? mask sorry, In the mask. attic. Yeah. Where, but like, what? country or even in, in, here in america in a museum or a museum joan field trip yeah and she's touching she she's a little chill thief maybe stealing stuff a little misfit you know get in there i'm gonna steal no, no no someone dares her <clears throat> there's gotta be a fat kid who dares her but do they all put on masks and go back no no no, no. no. just just they just dare her. like she's she gets picked on they dare her to put the mask on she puts the mask on and woof, she's gone mm-hmm. and then she kills all of them then she goes back to the past mm-hmm. people what's are her goal in the past. To get rival. home. She wants yeah. to get home. And putting on the mask doesn't do this. Yeah. She well, has what, to find the right mask to get back home. Well, are, what, her what parents, if, are her parents dead? No. No, no. She's no, on a field she's, trip. Yeah, she's transporting. What now. if she puts on the mask and when she go, but goes back to the past, the mask is gone, but people see her as a, as tengu, the ma- yeah. as a tengu. And they're like, what are you doing? You know, you're going to you're gonna, you know, kill us or whatever. And she's got the tengu powers and acts like a tengu. What does a tengu? If it gave her, if it gave her powers, do? that'd be cool. Yeah. What like, does a tengu do? If only there was a movie about a mask that had mischief in it, <laughs> it where gave it gave people, people powers. magical powers. Could uh, Jamie Kennedy be in it? No. See, God damn it, I'm thinking Max. Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Son of the Mask. Why would we Yes, ever? we're talking about the terrible sequel and not the original. But yeah, if she puts on a mask, goes back in time. But for real, has, what does a tengu spiritual do? spiritual powers. Let's look it up. Tengu, or Heavenly Dog, are a type of legendary creature found Dude, in Japanese... Dude, the name of the movie? Heavenly Dog. Are a type of legendary c- creature found in Japanese folk religion and are also considered considered a type of Shinto god, a kami, or yokai, supernatural being. All Tengu go to heaven. Although they take their name from the dog-like Chinese demon, Tiangu, the Tengu were originally thought to take the form of birds of prey, and they are traditionally depicted in both human and avian characteristics. The earliest Tengu were pictured with beaks, but this feature has often been humanized as an unnaturally long nose, which today is widely considered the Tengu's defining characteristic in the popular imagination. Buddhism long held that the Tengu were disruptive demons and harbingers of war. Their image gradually softened, however, into one of protective, if still dangerous, spirits of the mountains and forests. Tengu are associated with the ascetic practice known as Shugendo, and are usually depicted in the distinctive garb of its followers, the Yamabushi. That all sounds cool, I guess. She gets the powers of a bird. It'd be kind of cool. Well, they they can fly and... It's kind of like reading Tolkien for the first time, though, because you're like, thanks. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> it would just be cool for her to put this mask on. During she... the fourth age of Kizkabamba. Yeah. She, she puts this mask on, she goes back in time, and she's basically like got the powers of an Iron Man, can fly protecting. around. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's like... she protecting? A village. People who are nice to her, maybe? This is kind of a bummer, okay? But what if what if she had a little brother who died? There was nothing she could do to protect him. Cancer. 
So she goes she goes to the, the Edo period mm-hmm. and she's like, What's happened to me? Where am I? And then some spirit, maybe an animal spirit like Amaterasu or something, is like, Hey, uh You put on the mask. You put on the mask. You are taking the role of a protector. Can I have a dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, also like, time out. Amaterasu time comes out. Time in. Out. Time oh out. yeah. So you're like, yeah, no, you're like hey, this obscure Irish folklore that I base everything on that no one knows. No, I get it. Totally, that's totally fine. <laughs> but man, God forbid anyone else has mythology. Yeah, and, and anybody like well, okay, so anybody who puts on the mask is taking up the role of the protector. This god who it, like assigns her a task, you must do this. She's like, I just want to go back home, and it's like, well, you can't until until you do this thing. Until you do this thing. And she has to protect a little boy that – and they do not get along at all. But then grow to be like, hey, you know what? You're yeah. all right, kid. And she she ends up protecting him and she feels better about the fact that – She know, couldn't protect She her couldn't protect yeah. her little brother. You know, it was out of her hands. But at least she got to protect somebody. It would feel more family friendly if she just doesn't get along with her little brother. You know what I mean? No, he needs Maybe. to be dead. Well, I mean no. then I think of like – This oh. is this is Pixar. <laughs> yeah, we're talking her. empty room. Yeah. Slow door closing. Cancer. Yep. Brother's dead. Leukemia. I can imagine in my head like the shadow moving as the door closes. See, you guys are thinking up. I'm thinking more labyrinth. Right. That's... The little brother's missing. Yeah. Where it's like she wants to. I'm thinking it's like, oh, Pan's hate... labyrinth. It's like I hate my little brother. And then in the end she's like, oh, no, I got to save him. If Del Toro had been able to like direct a Bowie movie though, I would have watched that like four times. I don't know. I like Dead Brother. I like the I dead... like Dead Brother too. I like, I like de- Dead Brothers. What do you think? They're two brothers. Because, like, what's... Okay, grandma's. Kung, Kung Fu Panda, orphan. Up, his his wife dies. Oh, and it's so of, sad. So fucking film. sad. Toy Story. Oh, yeah. Big uh, Hero 6. Big Hero 6, dead brother. Okay. Uh, Wally, uh, most of the Earth is dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he didn't know any of them. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not an emotional He's a robot. Thing. Toy Story, his dad is dead, so he plays with Barbie. If, if that cockroach had died in Wally, that would have been... It would have been crushed. Zing. That's yeah, one for Doug. By, by Wally, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Big Hero Six, dad and brother? No, just the brother. Parents and brother, but you only knew the brother. Well, the parent, the parents were dead, or they're just absentee. I don't remember. No, oh, the dead. mom they was the, that was the aunt, right? Not the yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Fuck it, fine, whatever. His, his brother's dead. No, oh, we're no, not uh, done. We're not to, done shaming how to, you. How to, how, to, how to train your dragon? He seriously, he straight up loses an, a limb. It's pretty dark at the end. It's pretty dark. Spoilers. <laughs> he loses a not really dark. He loses his you, dick. Thought, you thought he died. And then he wakes up and it's like, oh, you got a little limb. Hey, look, it fits into the thing. Hey, that's awesome. Like, it's not, it's not sad. Um, how to how to train your dragon is like, my dad hates me. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Thank you. But yeah, okay. So she goes back. I want, I want she, it to be called she protect, dog. She wants to protect this kid. I do with Tengu. And, and they they don't tell her why he's important, but he's just a little upset. And then it turns out he's Hitler. Yeah, or, or Genghis Khan. Shitler. Like, <laughs> no, Genghis Khan never went to. Oh, that's right. We're talking Japan, not China. So, yeah. Maybe well, he grows technically up, neither did Hitler. Maybe he grows up to be uh, Yagyu Minonore and becomes the first swordsman of Japan and protects the emperor from murderers. Yeah, whatever. Sweet. Or something. It doesn't matter because it's not going to be in the trailer. Mm-hmm. What but, is she, but what is she protecting him from? Uh, something with tentacles. Fucking demons. Just monsters? Well, I would imagine her enemies. Or, sorry, the, the, the god's enemies, mm-hmm. right? Cause, because this kid is going to fulfill something important for the good god, mm-hmm. and all the demons are trying to make sure her wishes aren't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so we've got our story, basically. Yes. Before we sit down and actually Never try need to a name for the girl? We, no, we need a name for the movie. Heavenly Dog. Heavenly Dog is okay, but I think it sells a different film. <laughs> I think it's a very different movie. 
My brother's keeper. That's not bad. Something with time. Something with mass. Temporal fuck you. Tango time. Yeah. <laughs> it's tango time. Puts on the mask. It's like Yokai Watch. I watched the first episode. How old of is this girl? What if she's like eight? And the kid's younger? Because this is CG. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah, he was this kid yeah. just by himself. Well, he was like a little three-year-old, you know what I mean? Uh, he died. Three, three was too too young. Three, three is five too is fine. He can All die right. at five. Five, fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got an eight-year-old girl and a five-year-old dead brother. All right, excellent. Not dead brother. Or the dude he's protecting. You never have to hear the dead brother Oh, talk. the little kid she's protecting? Yeah. I think the little kid she's protecting can be closer in age than her brother. Harriet the Samurai. That's not bad. Tengu for helping me. Yeah. <laughs> My Little Tengu. Something with mask. What about the fight? Something about the fight that she has to have? Like the, um... Yeah. Dead cancer brother, new non-cancer brother, save. Generic CG movie. It's not, not very generic. Not another generic CG movie. There you go. That's more descriptive. Japanese Mulan. Who do Tengu? How about Mask of the Heavenly Dog? That one's not bad. Mask of the Red Dog. Mask of the Tengu. Then the sequel's called Mask of the Tengu 2. Let's get Tengu. Uh, Eleven goo. Ooh, I like it. Mask of Heaven. We just call it Mask of the Tengu. That's 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 good, but also is boring. But we'll do. And very phallic. <laughs> Dick nose demons. <laughs> Dick nose demons. <laughs> Harvey Dick nose. And <laughs> yeah, what do you want? <laughs> but it would be it would be called Dick Nose, like D I C K K A N O W S. Dick Nose going, demons. This oh, the I know them demons. <laughs> this, that's uh, I this know, guy. I know those demons. He's just a yeah. Pokemon trainer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, is this little girl Jewish? No, <laughs> then I'm out. Because <laughs> <laughs> once she goes back in time, yeah. <laughs> can I can you please help me? Excuse me, I'm a Japanese boy. No, but I want that to be the voice of the Japanese boy, kind of badly. Yeah. He's just like really like I'm not yeah. good at anything. <laughs> I was like, this is racist. How? How is this racist? <laughs> the shiny lady says you're supposed to protect me. Hey, shiny lady. That'll be it. Okay. So Mask of the Tengu. Mask of the Tengu. That's our movie. And uh, over here, we have the Japanese culture exhibit. Look, Linda, we're in your section. (laughs) Yeah, man. I see the family resemblance. (laughs) (laughs) Leave me alone. I don't know anything about this stuff. For Linda Sato, a Japanese heritage that never mattered. These are the Tengu masks. Ancient Japanese regarded Tengu as both demons and protector spirits. Hey, Linda. I bet you're too scared to put one of those on. I'm not scared of anything. Hey, guys, I think this is going too far. Shut up. Say I won't do it. You won't do it. But one dare would bring her closer to her lineage than she ever imagined. Please don't hurt me. I don't have it. I swear. This boy is your ancestor, and he is in grave danger. I'm not going to hurt you. What kind of monster are you? I'm not a monster. I'm Linda. Please. He desperately needs your help. The adventure begins this golden week in Mask of the Tengu.
Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bad Storytellers, now presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream us from Google Play. I've been your host, Josh LaForge, and I'd like to thank my writing group again, Doug Banks, Liam Malone, and Max Wessel. Now remember, as listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow to find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Bad Storytellers on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. <clears throat> Let me, uh... Don't forget Tangy, hoi! Hoi! Hoi, Rick! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.